Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. How many excited about just being alive? Brother Felton prayed that today. And um, honestly, man, I had to, man, I just received that thing. Because there's some, you know, some, some different difficult times and difficult things that you're dealing with. But sometimes, man, when you think your life is hard, just look across the street. Amen. And to be able to breathe and give him glory, I'm grateful. Anybody else grateful? Hey, man, we are grateful. So in your Bibles, on your iPad or your phone, or whatever you're using as a reference to, to get your scriptures, go to Luke chapter 11. And we're going to be reading this from the King James Version. And we're going to read verses 1 and verse number 2. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Amen. Are you there? Praise the Lord. It says this. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven so in earth. Father, we bless you on today. We magnify you, Lord. We give you all the glory and give you all the honor. Thank you for what you're doing in and through our lives. Father, we know that we um, can't do anything without you, but with you, all things. Somebody say all things. All things are possible to them that believe and father we believe now today God as we sow the word into the hearts of your people we thank you that is good ground and because of that it's going to bring forth fruit in their lives some 30 some 60 and some 100 fold we need you today Holy Spirit do what only you can do it's in your son Jesus name that we do pray and all the people God shout it amen. amen you may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king amen this is this is the year 2022 what's our thing it's the year of life. Amen. We are living in faith every single day. Living in faith every day. And our, our, our topical scripture came from John 10 and 10, right? The thief cometh not but to, for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly. The Lord wants you to have abundant life. And how many know that's just not money? Come on. Abundance is just not money. Because I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, my wife would give a million dollars for her, her arm not to be broke right now. Amen. 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 So abundant life is just not, um, you know, it's just not money. What kind of church are we? A growing we're growing church. We're growing in faith first, right? And then we'll grow in numbers. Amen. Because he's the center, the circumference, the base. And the boundary, the balance and the beauty, the sum and the substance of everything our life is all about. It's all about who? It's all about him. Amen. It's all about him. 
Amen. Well, for the last several weeks, we have been talking and dealing with standard issued equipment for the believer. The point I wanted to bring out in that teaching is, and we're going to continue to talk about some of this standard issued equipment that God has given us, is that every believer, everyone who gives their life to the Lord, God gives you what you need to fight the fight of faith. Amen. It doesn't mean that you have to be a pastor or a prophet or an evangelist or uh, apostle or teacher to have what you need to fight the good fight of faith. If you, when you give your life to the Lord, I should say, the Lord equips you with everything that you need in that moment to be all that you're supposed to be in the kingdom of God. Amen. Because it's like this before you were even formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. Right? Before you even came to the earth, he knew you and then he ordained you to be, to be whatever he's called you to be. Amen? For his glory. And one of the things, too, now, when God has called you to do something, and we want to make sure that we get this in the hearts of our children, our young people, and even us. Amen? It's not always called into the ascension gifts, the fivefold ministry. Amen. How many want, man, listen, how many know that, well, first of all, we're called to be sons. Amen. So when you give your life to the Lord, there's a process that you're going to go through to evolve into a son of God. Amen. That's the ultimate thing is for us to become sons, right? But how many know that we need to have sons in so many different places of society? Right? So God may call you to become a doctor, but he don't want you just to be a saved doctor. He wants you to be a son that's a doctor. Amen. Revelation of a difference, amen. amen? Even our politicians, you know, man, we got some, whoa, hey. Don't talk about it. <laughs> you, <laughs> right? <laughs> but wouldn't it be wonderful? Don't you want, don't you want your politician to be saved? Yes. Amen. amen. To be a son? Amen. Bishop Holcomb said this. He said, now here's the thing. Here's a revelation of a difference. Do you want a saved politician or a politician or, or do you want, a, I'm not going to say like this, a Christian politician or a politician who's a Christian? Y'all thinking, I, I can see the little smoke above your head. They're thinking, which, which one should it be? I'm going to tell you which one for me. Amen. I want a politician who's a Christian. Because he needs to know about politics first. Amen. Praise the Lord, right? And then something that governs him on the inside is him being a believer. That's going to govern him. If you get a Christian that's a politician, man, they can quote chapter and verse, but when it talks to, you know, foreign policy, they're looking at you like you crazy. Foreign policy, where the Lord says, no, we're talking about foreign policy right now. Amen. Same thing with your doctor. Right? Amen. So that's why what I'm saying is that every believer, man, there's a calling for everyone to do. Everybody has a calling. You're called to do something in the body of Christ, amen, in the kingdom of God, and also to be a representative in the world. So there's a calling for you to do. Amen? So when he, when he, when he calls us and when he saves us, he equips us. He equips us with everything that we need to fight the good fight of faith. Give us certain type of weapons. Praise and worship is a weapon. Remember, we talked about peace is a weapon. His presence is a, we is a weapon. Your position is a weapon. The authority that he has given you, the power that he's given you is a weapon. Amen. The Holy Spirit that comes on the inside of you as soon as you give your life to the Lord is a weapon. Amen. Amen. And we're going to talk about one of the weapons today. And that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna just hit it real quick this morning. We're going to get into it. 
in, in weeks to come. But we're going to talk about prayer this morning. Amen. We're going to start our topic in talking about prayer. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 and 18, just jot it down. I'm going to read this from the, the Passion Translation. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. This is what we have been talking about even previously coming out of Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 17 says this, Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor-sharp spear sword of the spoken word. Amen. We're talking about the armor, right? Verse number 18, it says, Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. Amen. And that blessed me too because that's exactly what Felton did today. He's praying the blessings of, blessings of God on the believers in the house. Now, you know, for the past several weeks, we have been dealing with the armor of God. And Paul ends that script, ends in verse 17. He goes on from talking to armor. Then he moves on talking about prayer. Amen. So we want to continue in that thought process, if you would, dealing with prayer as a weapon. Your, your man, prayer is a weapon. And here's the thing. Prayer is so simple. But we've complicated some things in the body of Christ sometimes to make prayer seem like it's just something that only, you know, um, the pastor can do, only an elder can do. No, every, a baby can, all of us can pray. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Write it down right quick. I'm going to keep going for the sake of time. I'm going to read this from the, the NIV version. It says, though we live in the world... We do not wage war as the world does. Got to remember that. Amen. Verse four says the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Verse number five, we do demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captivity, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Somebody say we are in a war. You are, man. The day that you give your life to the Lord, the enemy's mad. He's upset and he's coming after you. I'm telling you, he's coming after you. So you are in a war, but how many of you've already won the fight? Yeah, you've already won the fight, but it's not a physical war. That's the thing we want to, 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 to make sure that you know. This, this fight that we fight is not in the physical realm, but it's in the spiritual realm. So prayer is a spiritual thing. Amen, somebody. Listen, prayer, say, somebody say prayer. prayer. It's a spiritual thing. It's not a natural thing. That's why we can't fight the enemy in the natural. Right. Amen. We got to fight him in the spiritual realm. So just to recap some things, amen. Y'all remember the whole armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6? Y'all remember what they were? Yeah. Right, what's, the first, what's the first thing that Paul talked about? The belt of truth. It's, it's, all, it's all good. Y'all going to get it. Amen. Amen. Doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be in order in a sense, but, you know, it's kind of cool when you can remember them in order because, because first of all, it says having, right? The belt of truth. Having your loins girded with the belt of truth. Right? Then the next thing was having the breastplate of righteousness. And then next was having your shoes. Right? And then after that, what was the next one? Having the shield of faith. And then... Then, then taking the shield of faith, right? Then we're taking the helmet of salvation. 
Sword of Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Give yourselves a hand. Y'all did that kind of... <laughs> Y'all like, clack, clack. No, give yourself a hand. Hey, man, you will get it. There, there you go. Praise the Lord. And then, like I said, Paul moves on and deals, start to deal with prayer in Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. Because we have to have prayer. We have to... Prayer is one of our weapons, but our prayers have to be backed by the Spirit. Amen. Because prayer is a spiritual thing. The enemy is going to try to attack us in so many ways, right? Satan is a spirit. Right? So he's going to try to attack us spiritually, but sometimes they'll be manifested physically. Right? So he'll attack you spiritually, and the manifestation is, is physical through your emotions. You fear, anxiety, doubt, worry. All of those are attacks from the enemy. Amen? And then he'll attack you physically, which, you know, he'll attack your body. Y'all remember the story of Job? Right, so he proved that that's, he'll, he'll attack your body. He'll attack his body, and he'll attack his mentally, he'll t t attack him mentally too, because he was telling God that, listen, if I get rid of Job and all of his stuff, you know, he's going to forget you. He's going to have anxiety, he's going to have depression, he's going he's gonna to call you a false god, I'm going to get with his mind by messing with his stuff. Enemy does you the same way. He'll try to, listen, he'll try to get to your mind by messing with your stuff. When your money starts acting a little funny, now you're all worried about the bills, you're anxious about that, right? It becomes a mental problem, but he attacks you physically first. Right? You're in a war. He's coming after you because he don't like it. He don't like you. Guess what? We don't like him either. We don't like him. So prayer, we always talk about prayer. It's a basic fundamental um, of being a believer. B prayer is. We have to always pray, right? So listen, let me tell you what the definition is. This is from the dictionary. Prayer defined is this, from the dictionary. A devout petition to God or an object of worship. That's the definition. Here's the believer's definition. Prayer for the believer is a devout petition to God, the Father, through the Son. Did you catch the, the second part of the, the you know, the, the kind of secular the, the definition? A devout petition to God or an object of worship? Our prayer as a believer is always about the person of prayer. Amen. See, it, it's like this. We, you have to know who you're praying to. So now, all, you know, all the time, we hear it all the time, I'm praying for you. Or, you, you know, our prayers and thoughts are, are going out towards you. Well, who, the question is, who are you praying to? I mean, it has to be the, that has to be the question. Who are you praying to? Because if you're praying to Buddha, he can't do nothing for me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. If you're praying to Muhammad, he can't do nothing for me. Right. If you're praying to an object, that object can't do nothing for me. Amen. Amen. So one of the things as a believer, we have to know who the person of our prayer is. It's not just to pray. And we're going to deal with this, man. We're going to talk about it later on. It's not just to pray. It's who are we praying to? And the one that we pray to, you have to be convinced that he can do exactly what you're asking him to do. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. See, because I can, I can make that speaker my God. And I can pray and petition to that, to that speaker. Only thing he can give me is sound if someone put it in him. Right. Amen. He can't, he, that's, that, that speaker can't heal me. That speaker can't deliver me. 
That speaker can't do nothing for me. So why would I pray to something to someone that can't do anything for me? So for, for a believer, you have to know that the one that we pray to, come on now, the one that we pray to, he's omniscient. He's omnipresent. Amen. He's all-knowing. He's, he's, he's wise. He's all, he has everything. He's the one that owns the, the cattle on the thousand hill. Right? The gold is his. The silver is his. Healing is his. Right? He's the one that holds deliverance. He's the one that, that, that has your peace of mind. He's the one that has everything that you need. Amen. Everything that you need is, is what your God has and who he is. So that's why we pray to him. So listen, now, now I'm going to mess with this a little bit. Now, I'm, I know this, you know, I ain't trying to be super deep or nothing with this one. How many know the line is a sin? Right? We're not supposed to lie. Y'all, y'all like, y'all trying to figure it out. Is that trick question? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not a trick question, but I'm not, I'm not messing with you because I'm going to mess with myself too as I keep going. Amen. So, or, or I, I'm gonna put it this way. I'm not gonna say lying. What about if if you tell somebody you're gonna do it and don't do it? Is is that's not telling the truth, is it? Right. You know, Sharon said that's a lot. I, I know that word can be kind of you know kind of kind of hard, right? But it's not. It's, it's kind of like you're not doing the right thing. How many know that man? We have a, an incredible, gracious God. He's a loving. He's a forgiving God. Are you glad about that? Man, I'm so glad he's a loving and forgiving God. Right? <laughs> and how many know because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, he's covered all of our sins, both knowing and not knowing the, the, the sins that we committed in the past, the sins that we commit today, and the sins that we're going to commit in the future, right? That's the God that we serve. He's incredible. You believe that? Amen. Amen. He covers people when they lie. When they don't tell the truth. Amen. But how about us? I'm about to mess with you and I'm about to mess with me too right now. Brother, sister comes up to you and says, man, I'm struggling. I'm dealing with something. And you tell them, I'm going to pray for you. I'm praying for you. And two years went by, you ain't said a word. You ain't said nothing to God about that person. You, you ain't said nothing. You ain't prayed about nothing. Right? But here, you know why? The, the reason I'm bringing this up is sometimes we, we, we just throw that word prayer out there lightly. Even as believers, man, I, I had to check myself, you know. Really, I had to check myself. And I, I got convicted some years ago. Not, not that long ago. Hey, man, I'm just going to say years. To, to, to when I ever tell someone that I'm going to pray for them, man, I, I either try to do it right then. But I haven't gotten it right all the time. Right? So that means that there's some situations that I've dealt with. Guess what I was? I'm not going to say a lie. I'm saying I wasn't telling the truth. Amen. But, but God, thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy because he covers us. So my point is, is what blessed me when Felton, Felton prayed this morning, it was on my heart. Man, pray for your brothers and sisters. When they come to your mind or they come to your heart, pray for them. Because you don't know what you're praying for. And we're going to talk about praying in a heavenly language before we finish this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because that's, man, that's, that's a part that comes with it. Amen. It ain't something spooky. Everyone thinks sometimes it's something spooky to pray in tongues. Amen. But it's not spooky. But when some, something, I'm get back to that. When someone comes to your heart, at that moment, it don't have to be deep. And that's the thing I want you to understand. Because when you have a relationship with the one that you're praying to, yeah. 
He hears you even when you whisper. Even when you don't get all the words right, he knows exactly what you need because he knows, I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, he knows what you ought to pray before you pray. He just wants you to pray. Amen. Amen, somebody. He wants you to talk to him. When you, when you when you have a relationship with someone, you want to like your kids, right? You know you got you, you don't know you may have the things that your kids need, but if your child never comes to you and asks for those things, sometimes you won't want to give it to them. All right now, come on now. Oh, baby, the only thing you got to do is ask. You can come boldly before the throne of grace. And receive mercy and help in a time of trouble, right? But you gotta come with a humble heart. You know, you gotta come with, with an expectation that the one you're coming to is able to give it to you. Right? So when your child comes to you with an all messed up attitude, talking about what you want. Is your heart right? Now, there's some things, right? There's some things that you'll give them. Even if they come to you wrong because you know they need it. But there's some things that they may just want. Talk to the hand. Amen, somebody. But we have a loving father, right, that we can always come to. So don't ever be afraid or when someone comes to, you, to, your, to your mind, pray for them. So I was, I was calling Dexter the other day, Bishop D, you know, the one who came and preached. I said, hey, man, kind of, you know, giving him, keeping him abreast of what's going on. I said, man, um. First of all, I was checking to see how he was doing because him and his wife had just dealt with a bout of COVID. He's doing well. He's back at work, so everything's well. Praise the Lord. So I was just checking on him and just seeing how he was doing. I said, hey, man, by the way, um, Fanny broke her arm. He said, what? He said, whoa, 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 what? When? He said, Pete, I'm telling you. He said, man, listen, the other day, he said, I, I'm, I'm, what day was it? I told him it was Saturday. He said, I'm not sure if it was Saturday, but she just came on my heart, man. It's like the Lord just brought her up. And he said, I got to be honest, I don't know if I prayed or not. He said, I don't, he said, I don't, I, I would like to believe I did, but he just brought her up for whatever reason. So just like Felton was saying, if, if the Lord places somebody on your heart or in your mind and you don't know why, you may need to reach out to him or the, the, the least thing you can do, which is the greatest, is say, Father, I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what the circumstance is. I just lift up such and such to you and just keep on about your business. Amen. So prayer just is simple like that. Amen. I'm all over the place. I'm going to get to my notes here soon because prayer is simple like that. It don't have to be deep. How many of you don't have to always pray in the King James? Amen. So somebody come to your heart, you know, and, you know, and you're driving, don't have to be Father. Oh, you had to drive through. Hold on just a second. Can I take your order? Hold on just one second. That person just came through your heart. Father in the name of, you know. No, it ain't got to be all that. Right? Order your chicken McNuggets and pray for that person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. It's just as simple as that. Amen. So it's all about, really, it's all about the person of prayer. So our text today in Luke chapter uh, 11 Verses 1 to, 1 to 2, it says this, And it came to pass, as he was praying, um, in a certain place, when, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. Now, let's talk about that for one quick second. He said, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So we know John the Baptist was considered the what? He was the forerunner. Right? The forerunner of Christ. So you almost, you know, scripture doesn't really tell us how he taught his disciples to pray. Only thing that we know is that because of this context right here, this scripture here, is that 
They asked, us, they asked um, Jesus to teach us as John did his disciples. So John was teaching his disciples to pray. So you have to only wonder, now this is only my sanctified imagination, amen, what John was teaching his disciples to pray because he said there's one coming. He kept telling them and teaching them about the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven, repent was his message, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's coming or it's here now. Right, so Jesus shows up on the scene, and now you know, we know the story because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. He baptizes Jesus, you know, but John's message was the kingdom is coming. So you can only imagine how he was praying. He was praying, basically, in the old covenant, they were praying to, the, to God, you know, Elohim, Yahweh, about what was coming, about this Messiah that was coming. Right, so that's how he's teaching his disciples how to pray. We're going to pray to Yahweh about this kingdom that's coming. To Elohim about this kingdom that's coming. Amen. The God. That's how we're going to pray. Yeah. I can't just, you know, I, I, this is me trying to kind of figure out what John was doing. I, I don't have script and, you know, chapter and verse to just back that up. But y'all with me? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> but I believe that that's what he did, right? So then verse number, number two, it says, And he said unto them, When you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven, so as it is in earth. So, the disciples asked them to teach us how to pray as John did his disciples. Now, Jesus says, when you pray, pray our Father. What? See, because up until this point, they would, only, they would hear Jesus talk about the Father or my Father. So now he says, when you pray, say, oh. our father. They were like, what? He's our father. What he was telling them is when you pray, you're praying to someone that you have an intimate relationship with. You're talking to someone that was able to, that actually birthed you. He was the one that created everything. He, he's the, you know, he, he's the, he's the end and all. He's your father. Where before John taught his, his disciples to preach, I mean, I'm sorry, to pray to the God of Israel. Y'all getting it? It's a difference. So now in the model prayer, which we call the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is shifting it. Because they would hear him talk about the Father. Amen. Peter has a revelation. He said, my father gave you that. But now he's talking about teach us how to pray. He said, when you pray, now you say, our father. If he's our father, Jesus, you my brother. <laughs> Come on now. So he's shifting it. He's, he's bringing in the new covenant. They don't even know it. Right? He, I'm getting excited. Good God Almighty, man. Listen, he, they didn't even know what was happening. So he was saying, our father, you have to know who your daddy is. All right, now. Yes, sir. Yes. Amen. Amen. And we pray to our father. He wants to be intimate. He wants to connect to you. Right? And then you got to know in your Noah that he can do everything that you need. Everything that you need, anything, listen, 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 anything that is good for you, he has it. Anything that's good for you, he wants you to have it. Yeah. Amen. That's what I'm saying, man. You, you, we can't just, you know, you know, I'm praying for you. We're praying. Ah. 
Mean it from your heart. And that's where the Holy Ghost takes over. Now, don't put yourself in condemnation. Because I just told you, I just confess, right? Yeah, I thank God for his mercy and his grace. Because there's been some times I have been what you, I'm going to, I'm like, well, I guess it is a lie, ain't it? Something. Well, I said, I'm going to pray for you. And, you know, I didn't. But now I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I, sometimes, you know, somebody say, you know, situation, circumstance. And uh, I said, man, you listen, we're going to be praying for you. I'm going to be praying for you. I asked the Holy Ghost right there, man, bring it to my remembrance to pray for him. It may not be at that moment. It may be later on, and they'll come back to your mind, and then you, you, you know, you get to talk to the Lord about them. Amen? Amen? So we got to get to the place where we understand that prayer starts with a relationship. It's the person of prayer. It's not just because you prayed. It's because you pray who you pray to. Right? Because you can pray all day long, and if you don't have no relationship with the person that you're praying to, ain't nothing happening. Even the father, you praying to him, and you ain't got no relationship with him. He don't, he don't hear you. Right? So in 1 first, first Kings chapter 18, Elijah is dealing with the prophets of Baal. This is just a good example of knowing that your God has the ability to do what he needs to do. So Elijah says, he, he, so, he, the Lord, man, the Holy Spirit, you know, came upon people in that particular time. Right? But now he dwells on the inside of us. I believe that the Lord had, had tipped off Elijah to let him know, I got your back. I got your back in whatever you do. So he now, he, he, he's getting with these prophets of Baal. He said, man, I know who my God is. Who is your God? I tell you what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to get these altars. We're going to get these bullocks. And we, I'm, listen, this, this, this sacrifice needs to be consumed. I know my God's going to consume. Because why? He's a consuming fire. Right? So we know the story. The end of the story is, man, Elijah calls down fire from heaven. And the prophets of Baal, I can't remember. Anybody remember the number? It was a bunch of them. I can't, I can't recall right now. It was a whole bunch of them. They were praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. The sacrifice just stinking and stinking. And, and they praying and praying and praying. Ain't nothing happened. You know why? Baal ain't had the ability to do it. They could have prayed all day long for months and years. He wouldn't have did it because he couldn't do it. Right? But Elijah knew that his God was able. He's more than able to do it. Amen, somebody. So that's why, man, you have to have a relationship with the one that you're praying to. Amen. So in Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 15, jot that down right quick. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good time. Make can turn there. I'm, I'm doing all right. Am I doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing okay. What did I say? Okay, I'm just seeing you paying attention. Amen. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 18, verse 9. I'm, I'm reading from verse 9 through 14 from the New Living Translation. Amen. How many, somebody, somebody said you got to have a relationship. First of all, prayer starts with relationship, then it goes on to fellowship. You got to have a relationship with the one that you're praying to. Amen. And now check this out. This, this relationship that you have is not a relationship of comparison. It's not a relationship of rank. You understand what I mean by that? It's not a relationship of comparison. You, you know, your relationship is not compared to nobody else. Right? Or it's not a relationship with your position or rank. You know, you have to be an elder. You have to be this. And, or you had to be saved so long. No, it's just a relationship. Amen. That's the kind of relationship that you have to have. 
So in Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14, the New Living Translation, verse number 9 says this. Then Jesus told this story, he's telling a parable, to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Comparison, right? <laughs> verse number 10, it says, two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. This is Jesus talking. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people. Cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I believe he's getting religious with it, too. I certainly am not like that tax collector. For I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of all my income. But that tax collector stood at a distance and dared not to even lift his eyes up to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. Verse 14 said, Jesus, Jesus said this, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, return home justified before the Lord. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Amen. Amen. So Jesus is telling us that, you know, it, it, you can't boast and be prideful about who you are or try to, to put someone else down. When it comes to prayer, amen, God is looking at your heart. He's looking at the humility of your heart. The relationship. Remember that child I talked to you about? Daddy. You know, Sister Joey, Joey wasn't doing something. They don't deserve to get so and so and so and so. Right? And then, man, out of the goodness of your heart, you want to give it to, to the other child and not, not the one who just came to you. Because, listen, it's out of relationship and don't always think you know exactly what to pray. So this, this, this man, this, this publican is sitting there and he says, just say, have mercy on me, Lord, a, a sinner. I didn't know exactly what to say. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't arrange his words or whatever like the other one because I told you the scripture says that the Father knows what you ought to pray, eat, pray even before you pray it. He knows what you need. So you won't always get the words right. That's why we're going to talk about speaking in the Holy Ghost later. Soon and very soon. Amen. It's coming. Because right? it's going to be a part of this series. Amen. So we have to know that the Father knows exactly what you need when you need it. The thing of it is like this. The more you come to him and the more you talk to him, the stronger your relationship becomes. Amen. And talk to him in your language. Talk to him like you would, you know, a friend, a father, with respect and honor because he says, Our Father, hallowed be thy name, is what Jesus was teaching them how to pray in this model prayer. He said, first of all, he's your daddy. You have a relationship with him, and he's hallowed. He's holy. Remember who he is. Amen? Remember who he is. But remember he's your daddy. Right? So it's just like, it's just like if, you know, the president in the White House, they kids get to run amok some, you know, sometime in the White House, playing in the Oval Office. You know why? Because the president is their daddy. <laughs> right? Who's your daddy? You got to know, but you got to have this relationship with him. The more you come to him, and the more you come to him with sincerity in your heart, 
the more it, the, the more you want you you know it's it's seriously man it's it's like it's it's like when you're your kids or or, or young people anybody come to you with with sincerity and and you know they have a need and they're humble you almost want to you you want to find a way to give it to them you know you just want to find a way or sometimes when you come to a person man and like like this pub like this this publican did man you know have mercy on me a sinner the Bible says he went away justified. Man, the Lord was probably couldn't wait to, I, I'm going to do whatever he needs. He didn't know what to pray because he thought he was all messed up. Right? He probably was all messed up. Amen? So sometimes you and your worst, the worst place you've ever been, you, you've been dealing with this, you've been dealing with that. You ain't the perfect person. You ain't the person that you want to be yet. But when you go to your father and say, God, listen, just have mercy on me. Would you help me? Man, you don't know it's already on the way. He's already sinning in your way. But when you go to him that way, you've got to be able to go to him that way. With sincerity of heart. Amen? Amen. you got to understand that he's your father. I'm going to get ready to close. You can go and give me some music now, brother. But you know, here's one of the things too. Real, real soft though, real soft. Relationship is what validates or pulls the Lord into the place where he, he's going to honor your prayers. It's not always about how you pray. Um, it's not always about necessarily what you say. Now that's what we, now we're going to talk about later. We know pray this according to scripture. All that's true. You know, pray in the Holy Ghost. But when you pray out of a place of relationship, it's different. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's different. So, you know, we, we have, we always have the, the generations and, that are changing, the dispensations that are changing culturally. Prayer is different and, you know, how people approach the Lord or how they culturally pray, things are different. For us, for me, I can kind of testify in, the, in our community of people, meaning, you know, basically people of color. So sometimes when we got to the place, we started understanding some, some of the fullness of who Jesus is and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And we would begin to, at times, mock some of the old saints before us. Right? Not understanding that they were the ones who paved the way for you. Not understanding that their prayers that you considered religious was the ones that were building bridges for you to walk on. Not understanding that the struggles that they went through was, 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 and, and the prayers that they prayed was the things that carried you in your education. Amen. The things that allowed you to have things that they never had. Amen. Some of the things that they, they didn't know what to pray or how to pray. You got to think about the struggle they came through. So they would do things, you know, they, you know, especially in our community, they would hum when they would pray. You know, they would hum when they would talk to the Lord. You know why? Because humming and music was a sense of comfort to them. So even, you know, a lot of them came from the place of slavery that came out of those, you know, different, different eras and different times where they would hum and they would hum and sing to their God and he would comfort them in their humming. That's how they would talk to God. Right? So some of them old deacons. Come on now. 
they wouldn't knee bent and body bow. They would start off some of their prayers, they would just hum, hmm. My daddy would do it. Man, I, oof, ooh, Jesus. My father, he said, Lord, I want to thank you. Mm. See, they didn't know what to say, but the hum would comfort them. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Oh, God, I come before you as humble. As I know how. All right. Thank you, Father. The last night, my bed wasn't my cooling board. Oh, Lord. Father, I want to thank you for waking me up this morning. I walked over to my cupboard. Mm, and I had food in my cupboard. Oh Lord, Father, I want to thank you for my children. Mm, I'm not worthy. I don't know how to raise them, but your word says if I raise them up, hallelujah, if I just bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. Mm, oh God, Father, we want to thank you mm, for providing for me. I thank you, Lord, that I have a job. Oh, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I have shoes. Oh, shoes to put on my feet. Oh, Lord. And Father, when I was in the midst of my sin, Father, you looked above my faults. Father, you saw my knees. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you. And then they would begin to thank him for all the little. God, I thank you that I have a car to drive. God, I thank you that I have clothes to wear. Father, I thank you that you gave me a portion of my health and my strength. Oh, Lord. See, but that was relationship and every time they would hum, man, they would move the hand of God. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do Father, I thank you that you are will in the middle of a will. Father, I thank you that you're my bread when I'm hungry. Father, I thank you that you're my water when I'm thirsty. And God would move on their behalf every time. What you didn't know is that that, that relationship would cause the Father to move. Then he would just go do this and go do that. He's telling his angels to do what they need and give them what they need. And all of a sudden, man, here you come. All right. Go ahead now. All right. Blessed and don't know it. It's relationship, man. Sometimes you'll see them old deacons and them old mothers be moved to tears. Go ahead now. Uh-huh. Talking to their God. Because they knew they didn't know everything about him. They couldn't explain everything about him. Only thing that they knew is this God was the one who brought me from yesterday to today. And he's the one that's going to take me from today to tomorrow. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we pray to. 
So listen, even when we move in our different dispensations and we move in our generational things, the, the things that we have to teach our children, listen, you can pray when you pray to him, pray to the one that you know. Yes. Get to knowing. Yes. Hallelujah. It's the person of our prayer. He has the ability to change everything in a moment. In a moment. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we bless you today. We thank you for who you are, God. Thank you for what you continue to do in and through the lives of your people. We bless you even now, God, as you continue to take us back to teach us how to pray. We know. We know, Father, but sharpen our edges. Continue to have us to, to have a, a greater relationship with you, Father. Jesus changed it all when he said, when we pray, our Father, we thank you that our elder brother gave us the revelation of who you are. You are our Father. And hallowed, holy is thy name. And we do want your kingdom to come in the earth as it is in heaven. Hear our prayers when we pray to you, God. Hear our cry. And whatever petition, God, these lifted hands have to you, God, we know that you hear them when, when they pray. And God, I join my faith with theirs and just ask you, God, meet their needs. Whatever they're petitioning to you, thank you, meet their needs. And God, you said you'll give us the desires of our heart. Whatever they desire, bless them in abundance. Only the way that you can. We bless you, Lord. While heads are bowed and eyes are still closed, I want to make these three quick petitions. If you don't know the Lord, Jesus as your Savior, and you want to give your life to the Lord today, just um, real simple to do. Just ask him into your heart. And he'll come. If you're here today and you, you say, I'm saved, but I've been in a backslidden condition. Don't worry. I was in that boat too. The Bible says that he's married to the backslider. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Third and final invitation, if you need a, a place to worship, a church home. Amen. We're, we're worshiping in a tent right now. But praise the Lord. We are a family of believers that love Jesus. And with his help, we'll love you the same way. We bless you, God. Now, if you're here today and... and you want to answer one of those three invitations. I'm not going to ask you to move or walk anything right now. I just want to ask you to slip your hand up if that's you. If you're not saved and want to give your life to the Lord, just slip your hand up. If you need a church home, slip your hand up. If you're in a backslidden condition, just slip your hand up. And before we, before we lift our heads and open our eyes, if there's a loved one, a friend, a family member that you know that's not saved, place that person in your heart and in your mind right now. And talk to that father we were talking to you about. Our daddy, our God. Ask them to save them. Ask them to, ask them to, to tend make their heart tender so they accept you. We pray for that unsaved loved one. We pray for that unsaved friend. That they will come to know who you are and the pardons of their sin. Thank you, God, that you hear us when we pray. We ask these things in your son Jesus' name. And all the people of God shouted. Amen, amen, amen. Go ahead and get your offering prepared. Amen. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. 
We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.